we're, we're, we're doing a, a series going through the Paul's letter to the Philippians. I'm going to do things a bit differently this morning. I'm going to preach twice. Fear not. I'm doing little half sections. I'm not going to do, you know, you're not going to be here forever. But we're going to worship in the middle. Um, just to break things up a little bit, do things a little bit different. And we're in chapter 2, and we're verse 19. I'm calling what, what I'm going to be reading, speaking about this morning, Travelling Together. Our series is called Joy on the Journey, and I want to speak about travelling together. And what I'm going to read, you, you could dismiss as travel plans. Paul's talking about... Uh, Timothy and Epaphroditus, you could, it's that sort of passage, when you're going through scripture, uh, you might be tempted, oh yeah, 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 travel plans, and just dismiss it, but you'd be missing something very special, you'd be missing some beautiful insights into the, what, what Jesus intends for his church, that even in difficult circumstances, Paul's in prison, doesn't get much more difficult than that, he's, he's in chains, he's mentioned chains about four times in chapter one, and, and Difficult circumstances, but even in those difficult circumstances, there's something beautiful happening here that I want you to see this morning. Because, you see, this salvation, the gospel, the good news about Jesus, isn't just so that we get forgiven and saved for heaven. It's, it's more than that. It's about gathering us together into a new community into something, the first fruits of Jesus rising from the dead. We're, we're part of something beautiful that actually our life together is a testimony, a witness to people who don't yet know the Lord. So this morning, if you have ever been tempted to be disillusioned with church life, this is for you. And because that would probably be true of all of us at some point, the challenges of church life. This is for us this morning. Okay, so let's have a little look. We're at the end of chapter 2, verse 19. Here we go. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I've no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone else looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy's proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, whether I'll still be alive, how the trial will go. And I'm confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it's necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, who you sent to take care of my needs, for he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill. He almost died, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I'm all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. So then welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honour people like him because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. So Paul's been talking to this 
church that's a, a favorite of his. He, he, there's a very strong bond between Paul and, and this church. It's the first church that he, uh, uh, he, he planted when he, do you remember after his Macedonian call and he went into Europe? And so it's a, it's a precious church and um, it, it, he's got a deep bond with them and they, 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 they've, they've taken special care of his needs, something special going on. It's a beautiful relationship there. But um, he, he, he's, he's wanting to encourage them further. There's a few challenges in the church. There's a, there's a couple of ladies who have they've fallen out with each other. It's in chapter 4. You can, you can see that. So this beautiful church, even a beautiful church like Philippi, there were some challenges going on. And, and, and Paul is just wanting to say, hey, dear, dear friends, I, let, I, I, I want you to, to, to remember who you belong to. And so he starts off in Philippians and he, he, he used that lovely phrase, in Christ. And I, I've been sharing uh, on the, the other sites that uh, it's something that's become quite special for me over the years, that, uh, which since the time when I was pretty ill and um, going through all kinds of things, that um, I, was, I remember in my great need, I, I would just get up in the morning and go and sit somewhere up in my office and put some worship music on, and I would just put my hands like that, I am in Christ. That's where my life is. And I, sometimes I could hardly verbalize it. I just do that. That's where my life is. And, and so Paul's wanting to remind this dear, dear church of where their lives are. And he wants, he's been talking about the kind of attitude that he wants, to be, wants them to have in the church family. And, and that perhaps the highlight of the whole book is in just a few verses earlier, this hymn to Christ. Do you remember, you would have, maybe it was last week, I can't remember, or the week before. This beautiful hymn to Christ in chapter 2, speaking about Christ. Have this mindset as Christ Jesus. Have this mindset in you that was in Christ Jesus. Being in the very nature of God, he didn't consider equality with God to be something for his own advantage. You know the passage, beautiful passage. And, and so he's already told them about that. And now, it's as though he's saying, okay, so here's, here's, two people who just exemplify this. Let me show you what this looks like in practice. And so he speaks about Timothy and Epaphroditus. It's like a, an outworking of this attitude. So I'm going to talk about these two, but first of all, I'm just going to point out Paul's attitude in all this. You may have noticed that uh, he used that phrase several times when I just read to you. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send... Uh, to send Timothy with you. Um, and then he, he, you know, he goes on, um, uh, boom, 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 boom. I hope to send him soon, as soon as I see how things go. I'm confident in the Lord that I will see you. But he's, and, and he puts his, it's, it's not just a phrase. Sometimes you hear people say, God willing. And it's, it, you, know, you can just say it as a phrase, but you see, for Paul, it really was God willing. And here's the thing about Paul. When he looked into the future, uncertain though it was, he made his focus the Lord Jesus. And that's something that we can pick up, pick up on. You might be looking into the future, what on earth's going to happen? I don't know how this is going to work out. Hey, Paul didn't know whether he was going to lose his life, which he did in Nero's Rome. And, and so you and I, let, let's not let fears and things dominate our hearts, but let's have that same attitude as Paul in the Lord. Lord, you take care of the future. When I look at the future, when I think of the future, 
my trust in you. You are my focus, not my fears. So that's kind of Paul's attitude that he can pass on. But let's move on now to Timothy. So first person, we'll talk about Timothy, then we'll worship, then we'll come back in Epaphroditus. So this dear guy, Timothy, and um, Paul speaks about him. I have no one like him. There's, there's something beautiful in the way that Jesse speaks about his, his friendships in the family of God. It's, it's, it's precious. There's a closeness. They're kindred spirits. They've been through stuff together. They've, they've been in, in prison together. They're, right now, it's, it's, it's not a pretty sight. Paul's in prison, a Roman prison, not pretty. And so that's why the Philippians had sent uh, Epaphroditus and, and Timothy was there as well, looking after Paul's needs in that smelly, dirty prison, looking after him. This, hey, it might not look glamorous. It's the body of Christ. The life of the body of Christ is precious, beautiful. And so, Timothy, a few things that we can pick out from Timothy in this passage. The first thing we hear is, he has genuine concern for your welfare. There's, a, there's, a, there's an attitude that Jesus wants us to have. Care for one another. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ, he just said. Here's an example of it. Genuine, he has genuine concern for your welfare. It's beautiful, isn't it? That's what the Lord wants for us in the family of God. Genuine concern for one another. He says in verse 21, because everyone else looks out for their own interests. That's, that, that, that's the way of the world. Look after number one. Look after myself. It's not the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom is having genuine concern for one another. It's beautiful. And what the time we're going through is a wonderful opportunity for this to be happening uh, all around the church family. It's precious. It's precious. And I know I I probably get to hear more than you about the the beautiful things that happen that are going on around the the church family the way people are loving one another, serving one another, helping one another, little expressions of kindness, little gifts, texts, calls, and so on, uh, leaving a meal on the doorstep. There's some beautiful, beautiful things happening. It's an opportunity right now to, to, to let the beauty of, of, of what church family really is come through. So there's the first thing. He, he's caring for one another. I've I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to say, do you know what? We don't often stop and acknowledge one another the way that Paul's just doing here, do we? We don't often stop. Uh, in fact, we're, perhaps we're a bit British, or oh, we, we don't want to blow anyone's trumpet. Well, that's what Paul's doing here. He's speaking well. Of, uh, do you know what? I, 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 it's a bit dangerous, this, because I could say, I could talk about so many beautiful expressions of... The, the family of God, people serving one another. There's some beautiful things happening right now that you probably don't know about. Yesterday, there was King's Care team in the building, uh, homeless, offering a, a homeless a warm place, friendship, warmth, food. Uh, I want to commend those people who went there. People in church family, beautiful, beautiful. No one will ever know. Some of us get to hear. It's beautiful. It's, it's, 
It's what Jesus did. It's having the mind of Christ. And, do you know, I could reel off... Some, I'm going to mention someone, because they're not, they're not watching. They're watching City, City, City Centre and Mark Ross. But um, I, there's a precious couple who... Um, I heard this just this last week. They're about to leave us at King's. Now, this, David and Kathleen, I've, they've been part of the church family here for over 30 years. I, I've known them closely for 30 years. Precious, precious friends. And, uh, you know, uh, you wouldn't begin to, 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 to know the, the, the beautiful things, the difference that they've made to church family. Caring for others behind the scenes, sticking in there with people, going through difficult circumstances, watching for them, encouraging them, with lots of humour, of course, because that's, that's dear David. Um, what a, serving the church for over 30 years, precious friends, I'm going to miss them. I think two weeks' time, they're saying farewell. I'm going to miss Now, I've picked someone out there, because I, I, I could pick out so, so many. And around here... Uh, it's City West, amongst you, precious, precious people. It's beautiful. It's the family of God, but I must move on because time's going. So here's a beautiful attitude, caring for one another. Another one here, verse 21, it says here, he, um, his, his, verse 21, what did it say in verse 21? Everyone looks out for their own interests, but not those of Jesus Christ. Timothy's demonstrating his devotion to the Lord Jesus in what he does. So he's not just thinking of others. He's doing it in the name of the Lord. He's doing it because he, he wants to, to please the Lord. He wants his life to be an expression of the, 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 the kindness of God. It's, it, it, it's part of his devotion. And when we serve, we might be doing something very menial, like um, you know, literally washing feet. But it's... It's, it's precious. It's a part of our devotion to the Lord. And that's what dear Timothy was doing. Do you know Jesus said, didn't he, it's more blessed to give than receive. I hope you found that one out. It's more blessed to give than receive. Here's a great quote from um, Jim Elliot. Some of you may have heard of Jim Elliot. As a young man, he passionate for the Lord. He, he, he laid down his life going to people who didn't yet know the Lord. Here's the quote. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Give your life away. It's, it's the way of the gospel. Must keep moving. So his, his, his care for others, his devotion to the Lord. The next thing it says in verse 22, he has proved himself. He's proved himself. He stood faithful through tough times. He's proved himself. He, he, didn't, he wasn't just here today and gone tomorrow. He proved himself with Paul through thick and thin. And through this time, let it be said of, of, of us, of you, we, we're proving ourselves as faithful followers of Jesus in the way that we love one another, we, we look for others' interests, we do it as part of our devotion to Jesus. One more thing, then we're going to sing again. The next thing here is in verse 22, and it's another precious thing. He says, um, as a son with a father, he has served me in the work of the gospel. Now, the word served there, it's the doulos word, the slave word. He's, he's been a real servant. 
He's got his hands dirty. He's been serving me. I mean, goodness knows what that meant with Paul in his cell. It may have been really menial. He was serving the Lord. He was, had a servant heart, and it is precious. Um, and, hey, on that point, I'm, I think I, shall, I need to stop because I'm coming back to tell you about Epaphroditus. But we're going to worship. And, and I want to encourage you now, please, you do at home what we can't do here. And just express your heart, your love for the Lord. And be thinking of the others in the church family of City West. And maybe asking the Lord, Lord, just lay people on my heart that I can be a blessing to. Let's worship. The switch. Is that okay? Beautiful, lovely song. And we're now going to move on from uh, Timothy to Epaphroditus. Now, this guy, Epaphroditus, let me just tell you about him. He, 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 the church at Philippi, they'd heard that Paul was in prison, and of course, you know, the, no provision being made for him in a Roman prison. So they sent Epaphroditus. He's, he's, a, he's just a, a regular guy who's been. Sent, hey, hey, Paphroditus, you go. You go and, and, and look after him. And, and, and just whatever he needs, you, you look after Paul there in prison. And uh, so that's, that, that's who he is. He's a, he's a messenger. Now, there's something beautiful here, thinking of relationships in the family of God. It now gets very personal. Listen, listen to this. In verse 25, uh, we, we read this. I think it's necessary to send back to you, Epaphroditus, my brother, my co-worker, my, f- my fellow soldier, who is also your messenger. And that, that, that first phrase, my brother, this, this is the Apostle Paul. You know, you could say, well, he was a, he was a big shot. You know, he, he, wow, Paul, Apostle Paul. Um, and... and Epaphroditus, he's my brother. Now, I, I can't say that without thinking of, of uh, when I say he's my brother, uh, I can't help seeing a picture that um, it was d- during the Vietnam War, some of you will remember, back in the late 60s or early 70s, the, 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 it just went in the chaos and, and, and all the shooting. There was a, a picture in the news that, uh, 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 that, that caught everyone's imagination across the world of a, a teenager... Uh, a Vietnamese teenager, a young lad, uh, absolutely, you know, really, uh, in, almost in rags, really, and he's carrying uh, another boy. And the caption underneath said, he's not heavy, he's my brother. And it was very, very powerful. It, it, it was really powerful. Was, I know it's been made into a song and all kinds of things since then, but he's not heavy, he's my brother. There's this lad looks malnourished and he, he can barely hold himself together and he's carrying someone else. He's not heavy, he's my brother. And, that, you know, they're, they're, that's so beautiful, isn't it? This is, folks, this is the family of God. This is, we're, we're following the footsteps of Jesus, you see, and, and, and we, want, we want that heart in us, don't we? It, it's so easy to be thinking of ourselves, I, me, myself. Jesus says it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I know many, many, many across church family have, have discovered that beautiful truth and they, they just enjoy the, 
the opportunity to be able to give financially, to be able to give in terms of care, in big practical needs. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And it's more blessed. You're more blessed giving than you are receiving. So he's my brother. It's, it's, a, it's affectionate. My brother, not our brother. You know, you can, in church life, we can be a bit, oh, hello, brother, or whatever. Or, and it, it can just sound a bit, you know, a bit naff, really. But my brother, he's my brother. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and then it, 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 you know, he goes on to talk about sorrow upon sorrow, you know, because Epaphroditus nearly died, and Paul's making the point. He would have felt deep, deep sorrow if this dear man had died because he got ill while he was serving Paul. So then he says, he's my co-worker. It, it, you know, it, and I love that. It, 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 we're not just fellow workers for the sake of the gospel. We're dear friends on a mission. That, that's the church, the beauty of the church. Dear friends and fellow workers, and it's beautiful, and it glorifies Jesus, and it's something that impresses the world around us, seeing the way that people love one another. And he's a fellow soldier, my fellow soldier. They've been in a few scrapes. They've been battling together. Paul's kind of, he's got soldiers on the brain, really. He's probably chained to one. Um, and that, that metaphor of the fight. Don't, don't forget, it, 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 it's a battle, dear friends. We're, we're, we're in a battle. There's a battle raging around us. We're part of that battle. In, in, in Ephesians 6, Paul makes it very clear, hey, we've got to fight the fight. We've got an enemy who, who wants to divide us and spoil things and, and so on and so forth. Hey, hey we, we, we've got to fight the fight and not let the enemy... Uh, spoil what Jesus wants to do, take away the beauty of what he wants to, to do. Um, and, so, and, and by the way, following Jesus, it will inevitably lead to uh, tough times, battles. It, Jesus said, on, in, this, on, in this world, you're going to have troubles. But don't be afraid, I've overcome the world. So we're going through a battle now, aren't we? This is a time in particular when we want to be waging the warfare in the way we love and care for one another. And there's, there's one more here, caring for my needs. Your messenger, caring for my needs. Uh, it, it, it's beautiful. You were distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and he almost died. But God had mercy on him. And so that's the, basically part of the reason Paul's writing, because this dear man nearly died, and word probably got back home, oh, Epaphroditus, he's really ill. You might not see him again, this side of glory. And Paul's writing to let them know that, that by God's grace, he, he, has, he has come through. And so caring for my needs, that, was, that probably wasn't very... Uh, a special, that's probably quite, quite, quite menial, quite a dirty task, helping Paul in his ex extremity in the, in the cell there, in the prison cell. He cared for my needs. Here's a man through whom Jesus just shines through. It's beautiful. He, he's, you could say he's a bit of a nobody in the world's eyes. He's just a messenger. But the beauty of Jesus shining through this dear man 
at a difficult moment, it is beautiful. It's beautiful. As I, but before I finish, you might say, well, how, does he, how do people do this? this? This all sounds a bit kind of, you know, uh, up here somewhere, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just ordinary. There's two words here in this passage that, that I'm going dr- to draw out now to, 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 that point to how you and I can be like Epaphroditus. Okay, the, the, here are the two words. The first word is uh, it's, it's here in, it's in verse 26. Oh, I've got to turn over the page. Verse 26, it says, um, um, He longs for all of you and is distressed. He's distressed. Now, that's a really unusual word. It's only used twice in the New Testament. And the only other place where that is used is, where, is the words that, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, you, I'm sure you, you remember uh, I can read to you from, um, I think I might have it here, in, uh, in Mark's Gospel, where Jesus was in the garden, and it says, he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. So, Paul is trying to make a point here, that this man is being just like Jesus. He's carrying in his heart others. So, Distress, and the second word here is in verse 30, where it says he almost died. Now, that, the word there, the word there in the Greek, it means unto death, unto death. And Paul used that same word just a few verses earlier, where it says in that hymn about Jesus in chapter, the beginning of chapter two, being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient even unto death. So Paul's making the point, this, deliberately using unusual words to, to help people see this dear man Epaphroditus, he's being like Jesus. He's being like Jesus. And the way that you and I can be like Jesus is because there was another man who he didn't just pour out his life almost to death. He actually poured out his life in death for you and for me. And because Jesus poured out his, his life unto death and through death, and because he's alive today, he lives in us. And so we're back to my little illustration. My life is in Christ. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. And because Jesus didn't go to the point of death, he went further through death and he rose again, you and I can be like Epaphroditus, like Timothy, and we can allow the life of Jesus to shine through us if we'll allow it. If we'll allow it. If we, on a daily basis, will do this, Lord, my life, it's in you now. I want, to li- I want to glorify you. I-, I want to, Lord, I want to serve you. I just don't, I don't want to think about my own interests anymore. Lord, I want to honor you. I want to live for your glory. I want to, he is no fool who gives, what he can't, who gives what he can't keep to gain what he can't lose. And you know, I, I know that around church family, there's, do you know what, literally 
thousands of wonderful little stories of the expressions of the love of Christ being shown that no one's seeing. Do you know what? I've got this little theory that I think one day we're going to get to see those beautiful things because it all glorifies Jesus. I've got a feeling that when we're in glory, or when Jesus comes, I think there's going to be a wonderful video display and we're going to see some... We're going to see beautiful stories from all through the church age and across the nations of things, hidden demonstrations of the love of Christ being shown through ordinary people like Epaphroditus and you and me. So that's, I, you know, I, I can imagine there, you know, we'll be there with our popcorn and just looking at this wonderful vista of beautiful people of God the grace of God shining through them and we'll go wow I never knew that goodness that was stunning oh my word because that's what the grace of God does in and through those that love the Lord Jesus so as you go into this week uh, please please lockdown please don't be marking time thinking oh let's just get out of this it's an opportunity for you and I to demonstrate the love of Christ. There's a lot of need around us. A lot of people need encouraging. They, 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 they could do with being blessed with, a, I don't know, a, a, a meal on the doorstep. Uh, I was going to say put an arm around them. You can't do that. <laughs> One day we will. Make it soon, Lord. But please, make it your prayer on a daily basis. Lord, I want to glorify you. Show me, show me how I can do that. Show me who I can reach out to. Show me who's in need right now. I want to serve you in serving them for your glory. Will you do that? We're going to worship again now as we come to a close. And uh, I just want to encourage you, the church of Jesus Christ is precious. It's beautiful. Let's see that coming through this time of lockdown, it becomes stronger and stronger and more beautiful as we find opportunities to live our lives for the glory of God. God bless you.